Hey, welcome back to this week on Round Guy Radio. I am John Bain, host of Southeast Iowa Today, and I have Mr. Southeast Iowa himself, Dave Johnson, with me. And Dave, you've got a lot of things coming up in the upcoming week. You want to tell us what you got on tap? Well, uh, I'll tell you about our guests that we have. Uh, I actually have a guest giving us sports and a guest giving us uh, uh, actually the actual guest of the show, uh, which the show was uh, the introduction with John and me. And then we go to sports for about six minutes and then we have a, a, a guest. And this week's guest is Darren Hamilton, who is uh, helping to put on and promote this uh, women's national uh, uh, professional uh, billiards uh, association event uh, with 48 of the best uh, women's pool players from all around the world. Uh, and uh, uh, so I interviewed Darren uh, about that. And, and uh, you added a little something earlier this week, too, as your your uh, wife's cousin uh, contributed a little bit to that. Could you mention? Well, what and then that is you're referring to uh, the St. Louis shooter himself, Mr. Mark Wilson. And yeah, Mark uh, gave us wonderful commentary on what's going to happen this weekend and, uh, and starting today. Uh, and it's going to be happening there in Fairfield at the Fairfield Arts Convention Center. Uh, just incredible pool playing on a professional level that we cannot see in this area very often. In order to see this kind of uh, event, a lot of times you have to go to a uh, a New York or a LA or a Las Vegas to see it. And it's all here this weekend in Fairfield. And, uh, um, folks, I encourage you, if you haven't heard that episode, uh, to go back and, uh, listen to my interview with the St. Louis shooter. Well, uh, on sports this week, we've got, uh, Jacob Linzendorf of KTVO. Uh, he's come on for a, a nice little segment, uh, basically all focused on the Indian Hills, uh, uh, Warriors basketball team as they've got a ticket to Hutchinson, Kansas for the tournament. So uh, that's going to be great. Uh, also, I've got uh, three football shows coming up for you this week. And uh, uh, we're going to start out with uh, Friday. Uh, we've got Pete Cavanaugh of uh, the Mid Prairie Golden Hawks, uh, who after 20 years of coaching has now retired uh, uh, just uh, recently. They're, they're getting a uh, searching for another coach. Uh, that is that's a huge deal. Uh, Coach Kavanaugh has been instrumental in so many ways with Mid Prairie Schools and, uh, and and the coaching and the football team. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing that. And I'm sure the folks that are hearing it right now are looking forward to hearing that. When will you have that up uploaded onto Round Guy Radio? Dave? That's that's this week on Round Guy Radio. Uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, so tomorrow tomorrow uh if you're listening to it on thursday it's tomorrow <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's the first that's the first big one and i'm telling you you're gonna get 30 minutes of him reminiscing over those 20 years he goes clear back to uh clear back to uh his first job coaching in perry iowa as an assistant coach you know on a team that had lost 35 games in a row before he even uh started so and that's just a little tidbit of, oh, my gosh, this is such a great. And he just kind of pours his heart out about all the players that he played against and that he played with and the teams and the ups and the downs. It's all in there. Uh, and uh, like I say, we'll have that. But then uh, Scotty Melvin broke the news uh, about the uh, new classifications have come out. So 
we wanted to take a little deeper look into that because every two years the classifications change and then sometimes the conferences change and so sometimes your schedule changes and some of the teams that uh, maybe have been giving you a hard time move up and and clear the way for you or sometimes you go from 1a to 2a uh, or vice versa or 3a or 4a uh, 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 example, uh, I think Fort Madison and, and Mount Pleasant were 4A schools and now they're going to be in 3A schools. So that's a, a, a good news for them uh, where um, Minneapolis is going from 1A to 2A. So uh, that presents some different challenges. So we've got Coach Morrison of the Minneapolis Bulldogs uh, coming on and uh, uh, as his team's moving to 2A uh, and uh, we're having uh, Coach Lequa of the Columbus Wildcats come on who's going to be with, uh, um, who's going to talk about, you know, what's going on with the A level and some of the teams that he's probably not going to miss that have been moved up ahead uh, out of the, out of his way towards the state championship. So, well, John, uh, that's uh, some of what I got going on there. What, uh, what do you got going? Well, I just got to say, when I was listening to that, I kept thinking in my head, are you ready for some football? Oh, I'm ready <laughs> for some football. Oh, and the Iowa Gators. We're going to keep you up. They went uh, three and two in this last tournament. So uh, good nice. news on that. And that's the seven, seven man football, right? Yeah. The seven man football. They went uh, uh, down to, uh, uh, I think it was Kansas city. And uh, yeah, they, they won three out of their five games down there. So uh, that is also looking good. And they had a shutout uh, first shutout or, or the, yeah. And they didn't even allow the other team to complete a pass. Uh, which may not have ever been done in seven-man football. So, Well, gosh, that's a lot to look forward to. And hopefully we can keep the momentum going. I'll tell you, uh, the week of March 13th was uh, really busy, as as uh, a lot of our listeners are aware of. I mean, all the sports that you've got uh, through that week. And I was actually up in Davenport uh, for the President Trump remarks event at the Adler Theater in Davenport, Iowa, and got a bunch of good, good – uh, uh, interviews and uh and speeches from that that folks can listen to and uh because of that the last time we talked about what we had coming up and everything you know i had mentioned that i would have sean mccarty from uh fairfield who i interviewed back at the uh farm show in fairfield what two saturdays ago now or more and uh he got bumped for the governor of iowa and for a former president of the United States, so hopefully he'll forgive me for that, but we're definitely going to have Sean McCarty on next week. Also, I'm going to be visiting with a gentleman named Ron Semler, and he is the Parkview Administrator for uh, Parkview Home in Wayland, Iowa, and they're going to be having a fundraiser on Sunday, March 26th, and I'm going to be talking to him about that, so we will be sharing that conversation as well. So, uh, Lots of good community um, community events and community-minded and oriented things coming up and some good interviews. And once again, like I always say, Dave, I am so humbled by the amount of uh, listenership that we have. And I thank the listeners that tune in, uh, that find us on whatever podcast form and platform that they listen to us on. Thank you for that. And uh, it's just uh, it's just really fun. And I was doing, looking at some of our analytics before we got on the on here on this uh, this conversation right now. And we're just we're less than fifty downloads from thirty five thousand downloads. Yeah, 
it's we're we're my, we've had uh, uh, the last three days have been pretty phenomenal, uh, uh, but we, we've got a great audience and uh, uh, we're give hopefully we're giving you the program and we've been getting some really good feedback uh, on it. Uh, we create this show to to give you a little heads up and to promote some of the stuff that that we do. Something we haven't done before, but it seems like enough people are listening that we're going to keep doing it. This was our third episode, and again, I'll be giving you the coverage of uh, uh, all four days of the of the the women's national uh, uh, professional tournament uh, pool tournament there nine ball uh, all through the week. So, and and interview as many of the pool players as we can, and. Uh, uh, thank guys for listening and, and enjoy sports with Jacob Lenzendorf and then, uh, stick around for Daryl Hamilton, uh, with uh, a little preview of, of who's going to be in this pool term. It's, it's amazing. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa. Well, we've got a, a, a surprise guest on our sports uh, coverage for this morning. Uh, we have Jacob Lenzendorf, uh, filling in for, uh, Scotty Melvin today, uh, and he's got a, a report about the Indian Hills uh, basketball team. Welcome to the program, Jacob. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. Some uh, some fun times of the year right now in March Madness, isn't it? Well, I know you basketball uh, kind of stirs your spirit a little bit. Uh, uh, I think it might be your favorite one, isn't it? It is. It is. It's it's always been uh, near and dear to my heart. been playing ever since about third, fourth grade, so uh this time of the year is great to me and uh, excited to, to follow some some more teams as, as we uh, kind of get past the high school stage of, of the sport and uh, kind of look towards the college side. Well, uh, as far as, uh, you know, a kid that's playing basketball at, uh, at Albia, you know, uh, without your coverage, uh, he may never get a chance to get a scholarship or anything, regardless of his ability. So all your hard work isn't for nothing. And, and, uh, uh, when it comes to the playoffs and stuff, we as we placed your 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 side of the uh, the round guy radio coverage uh, uh, has a pretty outstanding uh, season this year, uh, but that's all over. Uh, but the Indian Hills uh, basketball team is uh, rolling to uh, Hutchinson, Kansas, to the uh, one of the biggest salt mine uh, uh, industrial places here in the Midwest, anyway. Yeah, it's exciting times for them. They found out on uh, Sunday that they will be playing. Um, it's a pretty prestigious uh, prestigious run for these guys uh, as of late here. I think it's their 18th time in, in school history making this tournament and uh, Coach Plona's seventh. So, yeah, at, at the, uh, the watch party that I was at to uh, see if they were in, uh, which they're pretty confident they would be, but they got the sixth seed, so they found out pretty quick. Uh, six out of 24 teams what they got, uh, and they'll be facing – the winner of 11th seed Ranger, who's 26 and seven, or uh, 22nd seed Seminole State, who's 25 and seven. That game be played a week from today at 8 p.m. It'll be the last game of the second round, so a little bit of a prime time slot for those guys. So that's the uh, that's the potential matchup and uh, and date from what they learned from Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, what 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 uh, what's the name of this conference or tournament that they're having? They have down there in Kansas. Yeah, so it's the NJCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Um, so they play all these games, 24 teams. And then the uh, the championship game is going to be aired on ESPNU. I think they do that about every year. So um, could be a, a channel that a lot of people have. So it's, it's good to, to get some exposure for this level of, uh, of hoops. It's, it's JUCO hoops. So two years and then guys are, are heading on. So it's a, 
it's a pretty revolving door type of uh, of atmosphere in, in JUCO hoops. But there's some really, really good players. I mean, you got guys from Indian Hills that are on two guys that are on, I think, two or three that are on the Kent State uh, basketball team that are playing in March Madness now. So, I mean, there's some real gems here. There's going to be lots of scouts at this tournament so the guys can really change their lives with this uh, with a good showing ahead. So uh, I'm excited to, to hear back from what from uh, what's hear back from how uh, Indian Hills does. Well, uh, tell me about their road to the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't know what the record was at the end of the season, and maybe uh, they had some big wins or some disappointing losses or something. But, but they, yeah. they, they who did all they have to beat just to get to go to this tournament? Yeah, so they finished the season twenty-seven and four. Uh, they were winners of five straight before their loss to uh, their rival Southeastern uh, back on the fourth of March, and that's what uh, caused them to get a, an at-large bid, which means you're not guaranteed. Um, Besides a an automatic bid, that was the NJCAA Central, uh, the district championship, I believe, for uh, for that game for Southeastern. They ended up winning their next one to punch their ticket to make it. Um, but uh, also during the year, they they uh, or last year actually, I guess, uh, real quick to go over, they lost by one to the eventual champion uh, Northwest Florida State in their first game, 65-64, uh, and that was a great game uh, between two awesome teams. And then those two teams matched up again this year uh, in Atumwa. And uh, Indian Hills got the better of them in another great uh, a classic, really. I was at that, that game, and that was a fun one to be at. So Northwest Florida's towards this, the top of their side of the bracket, so that could be a, a Final Four matchup, I believe. Uh, but the one seed in the tournament is John A. Logan. Uh, those guys have two losses all year, and one of those is to Indian Hills back on uh, November 9th, so a while ago. So that was another key win uh, for IHCC. And, and it's just... They really dominate their conference for the most part, so uh, it's it's pretty much expectation for them to, to get to the national term every year. But it's still, definitely something that needs to be celebrated when they can punch their ticket to uh, to Hutch because uh, it's it's a program that's really uh, prides themselves on the success of their basketball team. Um, Indian Hills does, so uh, it's gonna be fun to see. They get a lot lot of good wins this year. Not many losses, only four losses, and uh, one of those to their rival for the their third meeting. So it's always hard to beat a team, I believe uh, three times. So uh, that's, that's kind of how the schedule went this year. So uh, uh, when is the game? Uh, who do they play and how can we watch it? And and then when will the uh, highlights be available uh, through Jacob Linsendorf and company over there at uh, KTVO? Well, the game, the game to find out who Indian Hills plays is, is uh, next Tuesday uh, at noon. And the game with Indian Hills is next, next week, uh, Wednesday at 8 p.m. And uh, actually, some unfortunate news, but, in, but Jacob Lentzendorf will not be down in uh, Hutchinson, Kansas. As it's about eight, nine, ten-hour drive, something around that range down there. So uh, we'll just keep the resources here and we'll just kind of relay the, the results of how they do. But uh, if you want to watch the games, I believe you can go to the NJCAA website. And then uh, there's a subscription-based thing where you can uh, check out all the games for whatever the price was um, or whatever. So, uh, unfortunately, I would have liked to be there, but uh, still business to tend to here in Iowa. But it's going to be a fun team to follow. they got a lot of sophomores on the team, a couple guys back from last year, and then just a team with not many glaring holes uh, that an opposition can attack. There's a balanced scoring approach. I mean, they had a span of games, about seven games this year, where there was a different uh, a different leading scorer in each of those games. So that's always nice to have. They can also turn, turn you over with their press that they will sometimes utilize and then very well coached. You won't find a better one than uh, than uh, Hank Plona. So he said those guys are excited to get back out there because 
ending their season with a loss to Southeastern on their home floor uh, would have been would have been a tough one to swallow. But they did they did enough work in the regular season to uh, give themselves a chance and a first round bye. So uh, gonna be gonna be fun to follow along how those guys can do, and uh, we're, we're we're pulling for them here. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to to uh, follow this tournament, and uh, uh, you couldn't give us a better start to it. Thanks for being with us, Jacob. Thanks, Dave. Well, today's guest is Darren Hamilton, and uh, he is a uh, um, he's working on this women's professional pool tournament that's going to be in Fairfield starting Thursday, uh, four day event. Welcome, to the program, Darren. Hey, thank you for having me, Dave. Well, you got a title there, uh, so uh, could you let our listeners know, you know, what your association with this is? Um, currently, I'm the vice president of the board of directors for the Women's Professional Billiard Association. Um, this is the third tournament that we're going to have in Fairfield. Uh, we had the first one in 2019, which I hosted at that time. Uh, then we had to take the time off for COVID through 2020 and came back in September of 2021. And now we're back again in March of 2023. So I'm looking forward to what we're bringing to town, this community, and people can watch and see and come out and have a great time and see some of the top women players right now in the world. So you've got four days of opportunities. Tell our listeners what uh, what are they going to experience if they can get involved in one to four of these days uh, of pool tournaments? Well, um, if they get involved in day one, uh, actually in the evening, Earlier in the day, you're going to be able to watch uh, a local gal by the name of Tara Sands. She's going by Tara uh, Quick Sands, <laughs> Connor, and um, she's she is uh, part owner in in Connor Construction. Her husband is Jed Connor. He builds homes here in the community, and. Um, She's going to be playing in this tournament, her very first WPBA tournament ever. Um, she's she's quite a, a player. You'll get to see her and experience how she plays. Uh, she won the um, ACS Midwest National Tournament in 2021 and or 2022. Pardon me. And she went through the uh, tournament field undefeated. So I think she's going to be quite a competitor when it comes to go, what's going on here. Uh, another unique thing about day number two on Friday, uh, you're going to get to see a pool phenom, 13 year old Savannah, the Roadrunner Easton is coming to Fairfield. She uh, just got done winning a major tournament out in Las Vegas at a uh, pool hall called Griff's. Uh, it's part of a world championship series and she'll be playing next here in Fairfield. So you've got some really good things the first two days. Uh, on the evening of the first day, there is going to be a pro-am meet and greet where People can donate $65 that'll go to the Fairfield Kiwanis Club, and you will be able to play on teams with a professional player. And, and we've got uh, Kelly Fisher coming from Scotland here. She's on a plane right now. 
I talked to her earlier today, um, Allison Fisher. Uh, she's coming in. She's she's originally from the UK. Um, she's known as the Duchess of Doom, and when I say that, she really is. When she puts it puts it to you, you you can't hardly stand in her way. Uh, we have a returning champion coming to the uh, tournament besides Kelly Fisher. Uh, we have Christina Takach, who is originally from Moscow, Russia. She's now trying to reside here in the United States with uh, her boyfriend, um, Fedor Gorsht, who is one of the top male players in the world. And uh, Christina has a really good shot at coming through and, and winning this because of the time and effort she's been putting in right now to bring her pool game up. So there's a lot that's going to be happening. And if you're interested in that pro-am that I was talking about a little bit, um, you can call me at 641-919-1861. And I'll make sure that with the openings that we have left, we'll get you a spot to play if you want. Well, tell our listeners what time it is. I think it's like at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I don't know how long it lasts. Well, the the matches on Thursday are going to start at noon, and they'll only go until 5 p.m. We have a players meeting with all the players that are involved in the tournament needing to be there at 6.30, and then the Pro-Am will start at 7.30. Uh, everything should be over by 9.30, 10 o'clock at the latest on Thursday evening. On Friday, uh, matches will start at 10 a.m., and they'll continue all the way through to last matches being called at either 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., for that day and they'll grind through friday or saturday in the same way uh they'll be playing all day long when you purchase a ticket to go to the event that's good for the entire day you can go and come back and uh that kind of thing to watch at different times during the day if you're interested in particular players but you can also go and watch and concentrate on the matches we've got six nine-foot diamond tables being shipped over from Indiana right now um, that are going to be set up in there. And play is going to be extremely intense and competitive. All right. Well, thanks uh, for for describing this. What sounds like a terrific event uh, that uh, all our listeners will uh, really uh, enjoy hearing about and, and hopefully coming to see some. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, you bet, Dave. Bye.